sequisitit veniat ad me bibat. If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <coughs> we would not, in the ordinary course of things, have a homily today, given that it is Monday, our long work day. Nonetheless, I am compelled to say something about the gospel given us today in that this gospel corresponds to these 40 days of perpetual adoration day and night. These 40 days constitute a response of faith to the word of Jesus in today's Gospel. And on the last and great day of the festivity, St. John situates this word of Jesus in its liturgical context. Jesus stood this little phrase, Stabat Jesus, is supremely important. When we encounter this verb in sacred scripture, to stand, it means that a revelation of our Lord's divinity is about to take place. This little phrase, Jesus stood, should make us be all attentive to what will follow. This means that our Lord stands in the majesty of his divinity, that there is a divine utterance coming. A divine utterance. When God speaks, he communicates himself. Jesus stood, and then St. John uses this verb, et clamabat, and cried. Clearly, this is a moment in the fourth gospel that is of huge significance. Jesus stands in the majesty of his divinity. He doesn't really speak. He cries out, out. He wants us to hear what he is about to say. And what does he cry? If any man thirst, let him come to me 
but one qualification needed. And that one qualification is that a man thirst. Thirst. What brings people to adoration of the most holy sacrament of the Lord? If not an insatiable thirst, thirst for the living water that only Jesus can give, thirst for the water that even now flows out from his open side. The most holy sacrament of the altar is not a thing. People sometimes have a false, static notion of the most blessed sacrament. Or they may well recognize the real presence of our Lord in the sacrament of his love, but they have a curious notion that he is somehow just there. When in fact, the sacred host veils a divine activity that is real at every moment. Our Lord, concealed in the sacred host, is supremely active. He engages with us, and all of the mysteries of Christ recorded in sacred scripture are actual in the most holy sacrament of the altar. None of the mysteries of Christ, none of the events recounted by the four evangelists, none of the words pronounced by our Lord are in some way locked in a remote and inaccessible past. They are divine actions, divine words, and because they are divine actions, divine words, although from the human perspective they are circumscribed in a particular place and in a moment in time, they are nonetheless always present, always actual and made available to us in the most holy sacrament of the altar. This means that what is recounted in today's gospel is taking place in our here and now. Jesus stands and cries, saying, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. And so all of you who have been participating in these 40 days of adoration are responding to this word of Jesus because you thirst, because you thirst, you have come to him. And because you come to him, he will give you to drink. He will give you to drink 
in so wondrous way that not only will the living water flow into you, it will become a fountain within you and so flow out of you. This is the word of our Lord. He that believeth in me, as the scripture said, out of his belly, belly here means out of the inmost part of his being, out of the deepest part of himself, <coughs> shall flow rivers of living waters. And what are these flowing rivers of living waters? Now this he said of the Spirit, which they should receive who believed in him. So often as we approach our Lord in the sacrament of our life, showing our faith in him and thirsting for him, he responds by an ineffable communication of the Holy Ghost. And by the Holy Ghost, we are united to the heart of Jesus, and with the heart of Jesus, carried into the bosom of the Father. All of this is, in some way, contained in this Gospel, which is so appropriate for these 40 days. And in the offertory antiphon that we will sing in just a moment, we have the response of the believing soul to the word of Jesus in the Gospel. This often happens that there is a link between the last phrases of the Gospel and the offertory antiphon. And so the offertory antiphon today is our response to the word of Jesus in the Gospel. And what shall we sing at the offertory? Turn to me, O Lord, and deliver my soul. Oh, save me. One might translate that as, make me whole for thy mercy's sake. And the communion antiphon is similarly significant today. It's taken from Psalm 23. The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Receive Holy Communion with this antiphon ringing in one's ears is an extraordinary thing. When the priest holds the body of Christ before you, you will hear in the background, as it were, the Lord of hosts drawing the Spirit to him. He is the King of glory. With Holy Communion, it is the Lord of hosts, the King of glory, who not only stands before you and cries out, inviting you to come to him, but who in the adorable mystery of the Most Holy Eucharist comes to you in the name of the Father and of the Son. Amen.